In this episode, we will be using BattleBards sound effects. Check them out, battlebards.com. And if you're signing up for a Prime account, be sure to use our code STACK to get a discount. Hey, what are some <laughs> of the abilities you got here? That Because here's the deal. We need to figure out how we're going to make this plant grow. Okay. Or figure out its secrets or something. So here's... Yeah. Well, that, that was one of the things I was wanting to think about. No one has stopped and explained the whole magic thing to him. So he is still kind of watching magic happen around him and knowing very little about it. Whoa. Yeah. And, and, and trying to figure out a little bit about it without having kind of any kind of insight into it. So one, one of the things that I am kind of struggling with is how to develop some of the spells that came along with him coming up in, in his new levels in his character, which are going to be awesome. <laughs> By I the bet, way, I bet. I just want to tell you. Some <laughs> manipulation awesome. stuff. Uh, Telekinesis. Uh, no, no. I mean, not even that. I have a battle one coming up. So I got two I got two new spells. What are those? One is Shadow Knife. Sounds good. Oh, yeah. I'm excited about that guy. And Fear. Ah. Mm. <laughs> now, Fear feels more natural. That one, that one did not require a whole lot of, like, stepping outside of what, you know, kind of how we've done the... Like you were doing, he didn't mean to use telekinesis, yeah, yeah. but it worked that way. And and that's kind of how we have done a lot of this stuff. Shadow Knife is a little bit harder to kind of figure out how does someone do, like learn how to turn shadows into a knife that stabs people without knowing much about magic. So figuring out some of that stuff is only, I think, kind of fallout, kind of almost tremors from being on the, the, the pillar thing. Can you imagine, like, as long as there's a shadow, you can use it? You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to say something. I want you to listen very carefully. <laughs> In dim light and dark light, I have advantage. Yeah, that's awesome. So that plus all, oh, man. Hey, when does that the... happen? Your, your next time you level up or something? No, I have that now. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> well, no, I, I didn't have before. Level up. We, <laughs> okay. we, no, after the pillar th- thing, okay. I leveled up. But I, but again, since that happened, we couldn't have done a lot. Again, Sekhmet understanding how to use magic has has been one of the challenges of this because he can do certain things that he thinks are kind of connected to like things that he would do naturally. Mm-hmm. That's why I had the whole bit about having to think about. And I appreciate that though, too, because it, that's more realistic, right? You're not going to be able to, Oh, all of a sudden I can use shadow knife. And it's no. like, come on. It's, yeah. it's figuring that kind of stuff out based on the things that have happened since going with you guys. So all of the magic stuff I had before was always related to him kind of surviving, coming out of slavery working for the different gangs and things like that. And it all kind of worked with that. Even his costume stuff, like he's changing the way that he looked was a magical form of something he would have done in any way, which is kind of developing these other characters to work the different gangs. So charm person kind of makes a whole lot of sense as far as him just trying to get along with people. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of the things are racial traits uh, or racial spells that are fun um, that you come along with with that but uh, those are those are actually some of the harder ones but the way that this game has kind of been set up with the not we're not assuming a world with magic Mm -hmm. it has made it kind of harder but we've had to find ways to explain it away which is what i really appreciate about you know in this case you know bash think he was to him he was just asking the dude a question it didn't matter he was across the room and half dead but whatever (laughs) (laughs) and he got an answer which to him that was not hard yeah whatever so yeah some of these other ones are going to be a little bit harder to kind of explain away. But uh, I think it'll be worthwhile. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I heard them say that this tree would turn in or would grow and then they would take it and create they something sing. that yeah, would help them. Yeah, an artifact. Them. Yeah. I want to try something here too, but it's all if the DM wants to play. All right. Are we ready to get started? Yeah, let's do it. I guess. Before we get started, we'll have another question. What is a recurring nightmare or stress dream that you have, personal or character? Bonus points for imagining a character's dream that is unrelated to the game plot. This is also from Rabdafara on Discord. Well, I mean, in real life, uh, (laughs) at least a recurring theme in a lot of my nightmares is my teeth just falling out of my head and I'm like literally spitting out teeth. I don't know what that's all about. I think that's a fairly common motif, too, the idea of people's teeth just falling out. Never, never had it happen. I've never let it Really? You're the only one. You're weird. <laughs> the <laughs> only one. I've heard of it in other places, or it's like my teeth are just falling out. Never heard of that before. 
I have because I live with her. No. I don't want to tell you my personal nightmares. Yeah, no, character. Go with character. Because they're pretty dark. Yeah, mine too. Yeah. I think Bash is just worried he won't have food. Like he, <laughs> like he's he, he, starving to death is his worst fear, I think. Okay. Sekhmet is worried about getting caught naked. Not like everybody mm. else, but, yeah. but, yeah. but also the fact, that, the fact that... Without his disguises. Without any of his disguises, people seeing what color his skin is, seeing the fact that he's got his cut horns and cut mm-hmm. tail, his stumpy. Mm-hmm. So he does, he, yeah, it's, it would be a, a pretty ugly sight. I think Thump. He's been through some traumas. He's afraid of loneliness. His dreams mm. are about him being stranded somewhere by himself and no one around. Mm. Mm. Now that we're depressed, who wants to tell a story? Yeah. <laughs> so great. I'm trying to think of one for Tira now since everybody else told character ones. I mean, an obvious thing would be that she relives the Delve collapse mm-hmm. um, in her nightmares. Um, or never speaking to her father again, maybe, or never having a relationship with her father again. Or I'm trying to think of things that would happen in a dream, like visions of her mom blaming her for not getting to her in time. Ooh, mm-hmm. that's pretty. Like, good. oh, you helped everybody else out of the dell, but left me to get crushed. Okay, thanks. What's your name again? Chiswick. Which one? You guys have me shipped with so many <laughs> characters. <laughs> Who was the guy from the original thing? Chiswick. Chiswick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, even I, even now, I could hardly remember his name. <laughs> Mayor. Mayor, yeah. <laughs> Mayor. There's also Roland. Who I think really? Some people was, had did stuck we ship me you with Roland? Maybe you didn't, but okay. I mean, Listeners I've heard. Did. Dieter. Yeah, people stuck me with Dieter, too. I have to realize Man, Dieter. you're a flusy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram and Blue Sky at Stack of Dice. And we'd love to hear your thoughts on that. You can email us at stack.o.dice at gmail.com. Catch us in our Discord server. We'd love to hear from you there. And of course, we have our coffee site for any monetary support you'd like to send our way so we can help improve the show. With that, thank you for joining us, stackers, around our table as we continue our ongoing 5th edition D&D adventure. I am Rhett the DM, and with me is... Meredith as Tira Ironstag. Michael as Wamberbash Benson Mum. And Jeremy as Sekmet Bloodsick. Who is ready to get this story on? Me! <laughs> nope, <Yes>. that's wrong. <laughs> no. who's Again! Ready, who's ready to tell a story? Me! Me! Was that not the, me? But that was not the right one? Oh, no. Okay, story on. Okay. Follow a band of intrepid friends as they seek to understand the world changing around them, and as they work together to face a growing evil. Enter a world of adventure and mystery in Vardalon. Previously on Stack of Dice. You are about to say something when suddenly, for all of you, it is as if the world has tilted and you're about to slide off the edge. Each of you is affected deeply in this way, and Sekhmet and Thump are both on the very edge of nausea. Tira and Bash, you recognize this as confirmation that the pillar that you have just left has fully ascended. The conversation seems to end, and the Ritter all bow stiffly Their plate armor clinks heavily as they move, and the helmets under their arms grate in a muffled way. Then they turn as one and begin to march in your direction. They're about to breeze by you when the leader seems almost to freeze. Her jaw clenches as she looks over and down at you, Tira, and then over at Bash. She then looks up and remains impassive as she locks eyes with Thump, who hisses slightly. Oh, goodness. (laughs) Do I recognize her? Absolutely. Oh, She's the leader of the Ritter that you faced in Shafurt. Oh. The, the slight sting on each of the open wounds from the salve is actually satisfying to her because she knows it's working and it's going. she's going to feel better in the morning. She will then go over, drag Bash out of his tub, <laughs> wrap him, and just toss him in one of the feather beds. Okay. And then you have she, no memory of this. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, no. Going to like, I'm here. Yeah. And she's trying to scrub <laughs> the memory out of her brain. <laughs> exactly. I just, I just oh, continue. I've way seen too it. Much. <laughs> I've seen. I've seen this. This scene many. many I'm, I'm basically times. a little brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That leads me to a very important question. This song I mentioned says many things about someone very much like you, but one of the things is that you will find a way to bring about a great change for us. You see. We have a sapling that I have been studying for a long time, and others studied it well before me. We call it the Fate Tree. 
I must ask you, would you be willing to look at it and see if you can figure out its secret? It is said that those who are the children of fate will be able to make it grow, and from it we may create an artifact that will unite all of Rindis. I am convinced that you are who I think you are, but if you succeed, everyone will know it. Hild looks relieved at your words, Tira. And she stands quietly from the table. She beckons to Sven and tells him, Take care of my father. I shall lead them there. Are you ready? Do you have everything you need? You're going to grab some more? I'm going to grab a, a stew bowl. A stew bread bowl. A to-go bag. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> um, I, real quick question. Mm. So we're, we're at the table, and they've got, I guess, wooden bowls? Well, some of them were bread bowls. <laughs> they were yeah, like they Indian. were yeah you ate those yeah, yeah there are some wooden bowls there's some wooden bowls um and the the silver kind of wooden silverware or is it or is it some kind of metal wood okay is this place f- fine enough to have cloth napkins or no no okay they have right. dogs around the table okay well that takes care of the napkins all right uh tira just she always has her axe on her and she's wearing the cloak of protection um does not have her whole pack but is sensing that there's not going to be a need to quickly get out of Dodge. So it's not going to go back for all that stuff. You're going to leave your pack here? I mean, in, the, in my room upstairs, we're just going to a little tree. Hill, how far are we going? It is in this hall. Oh, well, then never mind. Yeah. <laughs> okay, see, we're good. I thought we are going somewhere. I have a research room where I have been studying this. My notes, I apologize in advance, are scattered all about. But everything I think you need is there. She looks a little uncertain at this. Shall we go? Absolutely. Lead the way. Yeah. Again, a warren of passages, hallways that lead one way and then another. You climb a set of stairs at one point, and then you stand outside a thick wooden door. She turns to face you. While you are in here, I will close and bar this door to make sure that Others can see that I was of no use to you, that this was all you. I must do this in order to make sure that everyone can know that it was your accomplishment. Uh, the thought <laughs> of, a, of a door barred behind her brings up memories of the imprisonment when they went back to the Dell, thinking they were being welcomed and saying, here, come here, get dressed and ready for whatever. And then we got locked in a cage. She sees the uncertainty on your face. I will be here the whole time. If you need to come out. Knock on the door and I will let you out. But it may well invalidate the effectiveness of what you are about to do. Tira looks up into her face and studies it for signs of insincerity. Do an insight check. Okay. It's the same either way. Uh, It's 14. She seems perfectly genuine in what she says. All right, then. I'll go first. There are no physical dangers in here. So you say. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Except I'm going. Yeah, there will be once I walk through the door. (laughs) Svein will join me shortly once he has taken my father to his chamber. And poisoned him. Sorry, go ahead. I wish you the best of luck. May the fates smile upon you. And with that, she opens the door and you are able to step inside. All right, Tira steps through. Immediately, um... Sekhmet is going to be looking kind of at everything. Um, he leans pretty heavy on investigation. Mm-hmm. And so, obviously, we're going to see a lot of notes. So let me describe the room here. You step in, and the door immediately swings shut behind you. The sound is rather final, as is the heavy locking bar being drawn across the outside. You stand in the room... And although there is a lot here to confuse the eye at first glance, as you slow down, you begin to make sense of it. I'm going to put this on the table for your reference. First, it is comfortably full, and an oculus in the ceiling allows starlight to enter from above. In the center of the room, directly under this light, is a round table, in the middle of which is a sapling in a pot that seems much too large for it. It is a young sapling with smooth silver bark and its branches are already covered in long feather-like leaves. In the topmost parts of the branches are large white silky things wrapped around some of the leaves. On the table in front of the tree's pot are an old bit of parchment covered in writing and several books all laid open. 
On top of one of the books is a note. The table is also pierced by three metal poles that rise to the ceiling. Each pole has one mirror attached to it, and these mirrors are at different heights. A note is stuck to one post. Several larger rectangular tables are arranged around the edges of the room. The one to the left of you has a neatly arranged collection of books bound in red leather. The one against the back wall holds green books, and the one to the right, blue books. In the back right corner, a water spigot is poised above a small basin. The nozzle is encrusted with thick ice. Some measuring devices seem to be stacked in the sink, and a note is pinned there. In the back left corner is an iron brazier that is filled with something. To your immediate left is a table of jars and some assorted crockery. A scrap of paper rests next to a stone vase that contains a vivid pink rose. Finally, pinned to the wall to the right is a map. Below it is an ornate table along the length of which is arranged a long row of wooden objects. So we can revisit any of these, but you are now standing inside the room with all of these things crowding in it. This feels like an escape room. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? In, in the setup of it. That's, that's, what, it that's what it is. Or, ah! or, or you guys ever play Mist? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Wait, yeah wait. You said that there's three poles mm-hmm. that are connected to the table that has the pot it on it. Up to the ceiling? Yep, up okay. to the ceiling. Okay. And they have mirrors up, presumably, that reflect three different daylight heights. in. Okay, okay but, but the mirror's at three different heights, but the, but the poles go... To the ceiling. Are all the poles the same length and they meet at the same place at the ceiling? All the, the poles are the same height. They go from floor to ceiling. Mm. Okay. Uh, and the table is suspended on the poles nope, at a certain length? just a regular table. Legs underneath. Oh, so the poles go from the tabletop to the ceiling. They go through the table. Oh, okay. Okay, so the table is connected to the poles. The poles go through the table yep. yeah. at an angle. Are they, are mm, the no, poles, straight. they just go straight up to the ceiling. Oh, oh, so the three poles go straight up to the ceiling. Yep. They're not angled at all. Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. But there are three mirrors, and the three mirrors are at different heights. Correct. Are the three mirrors adjustable? They seem to be attached. Well, let me read that section. Each mirror is connected by a collar with a swivel mount, and each collar is a different color. One red, one green, and one blue. It's RGB. Yeah. Engraved into each collar is a series of numbers from one to five. Also of interest, each mirror has a hole about a half inch in diameter right in the middle of it. It looks as though you could peer right through it. The mirrors and mounts are firmly in place. No amount of tugging can persuade them to move, even though it looks like they should be able to. Hmm. So there's a series of numbers from one to five on each one of the mirror collars? Correct. Okay. And there is a note stuck to one of the posts. Tira will go forward into the room, straight ahead to the table, uh, stares at the tree wonderingly for a moment, Mm -hmm. and then looks down at the scattered books and parchment... You said the parchment, uh, I mean, it's all clearly written on. Is this, can she now read it? Like it looks perfectly normal. Can they read it? No. Okay. What is, what do I see on the parchment? We have props. Oh my, what, oh goodness. Is it, (laughs) wow, this is a lot of reading. (laughs) While while she reads that. Yeah, go on. Are the numbers... In a script that Sexmat can understand, or are they numbers in something only she can? Just regular numbers. Okay, so they're Arabic numbers. That way, yes, the, the entire world. Okay, so <laughs> on the red collar, you said there's a series of five digits. One through five on each of the collars. They just say one through five. Yep. Okay. And they seem to be gradients, so to show where that particular, how that particular mirror needs to be positioned. So, like, if you move it to position one, it'll be this far tilted. Oh, okay, okay. So it's tick, it's tick marks for for angle. Correct. Okay, when you when you angle the mirror, it indicates what number it's at. Yes. Okay. But we can't actually move the mirror. Correct. But something they something can something move. Yes. Yeah. It it seems as though, but we have to do something to make them move. But they can. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So each one of them has a RGB, uh, and each have the hash marks, and that indicates the angle of the mirror. So mirror angle RGB. Okay, got it. Got it. Now the books are RGB bound at each one of the tables, corresponding to the three colors of the collar. Yeah, on each table there's a large collection of books that seem to be much more richly bound. Uh, the ones to the right of that bound collection looks less impressive and basically you can disregard those smaller sets okay are they the same number 
Each same number, are green, same number, red, same, same number, blue. Yep. And are there five of them? Just count them. I forget the number. There's seven. Yep. Okay, find those out of Wumberbash goes over to the spigot and mm-hmm. looks at the note that's pinned to it. What okay. does it say? Hope I can read it. <laughs> it says words on it. The notes seem to be written in common. Okay. Uh, nice. So Hild maybe was doing some... Uh, Translation? <laughs> yeah, some practicing of her other language skills. I'm going to hand you this note, and that's what you see. Ooh. Okay, I thought it was dope yeah. because it looks like a D. I know. All right, ooh, those scullery servants have done it again. Just when I figured out that I need to add exactly four cups of water all at the same time, what did they take? My four-cup measure. I found that adding water in parts won't work. It needs to be done at once. Now, how will I get it right this time? Just when I thought that I was awesome, I'm not. Sorry. <laughs> now, how will I get this right? Just when I'm making good progress, too. In the basin, there are two large measuring cups stacked. One is clearly marked with a five on it, the other with a three. The spigot is sheeted in ice so that no water can come out. All right, Jeremy. Uh, walking over to the red books, uh-huh. what language are they written in? They appear to be in common. They're in common. And you see some interesting titles. On Metals, M-E-T-A-L-S. Famous Chemists, How to Handle Fire, Finding Rare Reagents. Reagents? Yes. Okay. Build a lab that meets all your needs. Okay. Making use of plasmoid reduction. <laughs> this is getting a lot more like... They're, they're going up in like... <laughs> Difficulty. Okay. Those are the books on the red table. Okay. On metals, famous chemists, handling fire. How to handle fire. How to handle fire. Finding rare rare reagents. reagents. (laughs) And then, and building a lab that meets your needs. Uh, Just build a lab that meets your needs. Build a lab. And then making use of plasmoid. Making use of plasmoid reduction. Thank you for verifying all that. It will be helpful. You said in the basin there are two measuring cups, one five and one three? Correct. And then the spigot is covered over in ice? Yes. It is currently unusable in this state. You see Tira pouring over the parchment on the central table. This is... Amazing. I think this must be the song of which Hild was speaking. You guys, come come look at this. She's going to hand the paper to Bash. I, 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 don't, I don't read whatever that gook is. Bash? Sekhmet, Bash, you both see the angular runic letters. Yeah, I, I don't know what that means. I don't know what that says. Tira just shakes her head, can, cannot wrap her head around why does it, she can suddenly read this when she couldn't before, and they can't. Um, all right, I'll, I'll read it to you then. L- listen to this. Along the high spine, heaven-reaching world roof, the mountains rise, marching north and south. Rain-wet clouds scowl, send their riches east and west from the cold and lofty hold. Our halls and homes of stone, here too great wealth flows out, not wealth of water or gold, but of weary folk fleeing for fear or fame. Seeking fleeting gain on sea foam steeds, they leave their father's lands to look for loathsome gold. That sounds like what she was saying about the, the, the children and, and people looking, leaving town and, and searching for fame abroad. Anyway, there's more. How sad it is to sing of souls now lost, of blood-bought home with blades hard won, now sold for want of gold and lusting eyes. Brave names, brave deeds are born in lasting names. Bersinger, I guess, I'm not sure how, how that's supposed to be pronounced, who held the pass with but a torch against a host of Grimmer and Moin, good brothers that stood when others turned, and Vili the wordless. The wordless. Um, and Vili the wordless, 
In wilderness he fought the deadly beast, the deadly beast. These lives are bound in us, are laid into our streets. Anyway, I feel upon my head the heft of godly sight to know ahead of time how days unfold. On a day when green lights shine, a gate of air appears. She quickly looks at the two of them and then back to it. From it comes our hope with friends from afar. Their coming warms our hearts but hastens dark times. I fall at their feet, these fearsome ones, yet in their glow I find all fear is gone. And her mind is just cast back to the forest where they met Hilden. That's like exactly what happened. It's, it's, it, she can't wrap her mind around it. Their hands will find a way to form the fate tree, to use the magic of music, water, light, earth, to fatten the trunk, unfurl the leaf, to prepare from it a haft, a hefty spear haft, the clan may raise to call to young and old. Its blade will catch the sun and send word through the land that Rindus is not lost to reaching dark. Its spirit is a light and speaks of war. And then there's a note here that I think must have been written by Hild. She says, The songs of old tell of the fate tree and of those who will shape it by magic. Well, clearly... It is a tree that will be grown for one purpose, to be killed at once and made into a spear. Through my reading, I find that the elements of life must be applied in this way. Light first, then fertilizer, then water, and lastly, music. What is that list again? Sorry, I, I know I'm reading so fast, I just I can't take it all in. The, what is that, the final elements of life must be applied in this way. Light first then fertilizer, then water, and lastly, music. Yet more is told. There's more to the note. Sorry, I'm, I'm going to move on. Yet more is told of how it must be blessed first, this spear, if it is to fulfill its task of uniting Rindus. Well before it may be used to forge us into one, it must be taken to the guardian of the lost city. Of course, there's more than one... Um, quest in this. <laughs> is that meta or is that like... No, that, that's Tira. That's, that's Tira, yeah. okay. That was Tira, not me. Yeah. <laughs> I, or, I, I should, I'm Make gonna, the I thing, should. take the thing. Make the thing, the take thing. the thing, Blast do the, the thing. thing. Yeah. <laughs> Bless the, yeah. Of course there's more to this quest than just that. <sighs> Only with this blood upon the tip will the spear be truly ready. To form the spear is but one mark of the fated ones. To make it whole and fit to lead the finishing mark. More bloodshed. Well. Anyway, I was upstairs for a minute. What did you guys find out? (laughs) Nothing. The good news is it will be a while before we have to put blood on the the spear. Uh, We don't even have a tree yet. We have a shrub. Barely that. A shrubbery. <laughs> Through the hedges of many small villages. All right. Well, it seems that the books on the different tables are bound in color, much like the three mirrors. He found a sink spigot that doesn't work because it's crusted over with ice. You're saying, from what I understand, that... We don't need to worry about the water just yet anyway, because we need light first. Yes. We need fertilizer, and we know that we can rely on a bash for fertilizer. <laughs> I have to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Why don't you hold it Get for a, a Give while. him some water, too. He can you, do the water and the fertilizer. <laughs> Two at one time. And then music. I came from a desert region. Not, not much of a green thumb. Never grown plants during music, so... I... I, this note, though, says that I think we need four cups of water. Like, it's, I think, very specifically four cups is needed. And it says that yeah, I can't, like, put one cup on there and then another cup. It has to be all four cups at once, according to this. What's in that thing? And, and Bash wanders over to the uh, other corner brazier. where yeah. the brazier is. Yeah. An iron basket sits atop sturdy legs. It is packed to the brim with combustible materials, dried moss on top, broken twigs, and thick black coals underneath. 
Once lit, it looks like this will burn for some time. When we find out what we can do with it, at least we know that we can start a fire using that. What's this over here? And he goes over this other table with a bunch of containers and stuff. What do we got We go got to here? the front left table. There are jars, neatly labeled and arranged in two even rows, with the back row on a slight riser so the labels are equally readable. There are lots of jars with writing in different hands. They seem to include unusual ingredients like sea salt, bone ash, sal ammoniac, iron powder, and other such things. Clay bowls with scorched bottoms in a mortar and pestle are arranged toward the right corner of the table. A rose leans in a stone vase. A rose leans in vase. Floating in a bell jar. Yeah, I was going to say, that would be... <laughs> oh, we'll get it figured out. We just need a big giant monster. Do it before the last petal falls. <laughs> well, aside from squeezing bash over it, I think we found the way we can make our fertilizer. How? By crushing these elements together? There are a lot of jars. Well, obviously not all of them. <laughs> right. Well, you're the alchemist, Oops, apparently. We, we yeah. accidentally made gunpowder. <laughs> yeah, blow up the whole building. Yeah, I know exactly how to make it, too. <laughs> I bet you do. Put the anarchist cookbook back. <laughs> all right. Um, I'm going to uh, move over to the green... Uh, Bash is going to move over to the green books. Sekhmet. I know. I'm like, you, you're, to you're telling Bash what to do. Well, well, no, it's got four. We got four, four letter names. I like this is Thump, which is actually five letters. But but I think yeah. about Thump and Bash, and I have them in my head. Yeah, be yeah, very sure. careful about. Sure. All right. So the green books and the titles are. Where's my cow? <laughs> okay. Tracking wild beasts. Okay. Migration patterns. Okay. The coiled fish of the sea. Chicken of the sea. <laughs> so is it chicken or is it fish? Okay. Animal life in Rindis. Okay. On four legs, a life in the woods. Right up your street, Bash. Is that it? That is it for the books. You want to read them back real quick? Yes. Where is my cow? Um. Tracking wild beasts. Okay, migration patterns, uh-huh. cold fish of the sea, mm-hmm. the animal life of Rindis. Animal life in Rindis. Okay, and on four legs. A life in the woods. You missed an opportunity of wild beasts and where to find them. <laughs> <laughs> Tira, as you have moved the parchment, the note that was there with mm-hmm. the three books on the table and this parchment flutters off to the side, I will hand that to you. Oh, this is the little note that was there? Yes. So as Tira drops the, the um, after she f- finishes reading through all that song and all of Hild's notes, she lets it fall to the table, and then the, the little poof of air sends this note fluttering. Wait, there's something else here. Um, another note of Hild's, I guess. Of all the books I have, these seem most relevant to my work. Of Leaf and Root... The Trees of Rindis. Have you guys seen that one in here? Look around. See if you can see these books. There's three books on the table right in front of you. Oh. Duh. Of Leaf and Root, The Trees of Rindis, Sweet Bird Song, Better Living Through Chemistry. <laughs> Thought you'd appreciate that. My dad says that a lot about taking medicine because mm. he has a lot of prescription meds. Better living through chemistry. I feel I'm so close to what I need, but I just can't make the final connections. Well, if she can't make the... If she's from here and she's reading these books about her own home area, if she can't make the connections, what makes her think that we're going to be able to, Tira, start read to get the, frustrated? Read the three books again, the titles. Of Leaf and Root, The Trees of Rindis. That is a green leather-bound mm-hmm, book on the right, table in sure, front of sure, her. Sure. Sweet Bird Song. That is a blue-bound book on the table mm-hmm. in front of her. Better Living Through Chemistry. A red-bound book. Yeah. It's these three books right here, and there's one in each bound color. That's got to mean something, but... Well, it seems that the books are set up in those same ways. All of the red books seem to be about chemistry anyway. On Metals, Famous Chemists, How to Handle Fire, uh, building a lab, Build a Lab That Meets Your Needs, very chemistry-oriented. The blue books seem to be largely about wildlife. And what was the green book you had? Of leaf and root, the trees of Rindis. I guess it's about plant oh. life. 
Oh, wait, no, yeah. So the, 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 the green one. So what is the blue one? Oh, that was the green one. Okay, Sweet Bird Song. Hmm. You haven't looked at the blue books. No, right? that's what I'm saying. So I'm going to go move over to the, the blue books. And while Sekhmet is moving over there, Tira, the note on the post catches your eye also. Okay. So Sekhmet, while she's looking that over, the title's on the blue book table. On Skaldic Lore. S-K-A-L-D-I-C. Okay. The Justice of Scales. C-A-L-E-S. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hitting All the High Notes. Hitchhiker's Guide to yeah. the Galaxy. <laughs> okay. Treatise on Stringed Instruments. Treatise, is it colon or a treatise on stringed it's instruments? Just no colon, it's just all one string. Treatise on stringed instruments. Okay. Traditional verse and music. Okay. Awake the harp and lift your voices. <laughs> Wake the dawn with praises. <laughs> okay. And those are the books on the blue table. Tira is, uh, grabs the note mm-hmm. down from the post. Wait, what is this? Oh, more, well, she wasn't kidding when she said that her notes were all over the place. Here's <laughs> another one from Hild. These mirrors won't budge. Yeah, we know. And I'm about to scream, us too. Svein installed them, but he's being his normal obstinate self and won't tell me how to loosen them. Well, he knows. Why doesn't he just come in here and do it? Instead, he tells me that order is the key to knowledge, and I'd do well to tidy up my books. And it's always red, green, blue, red, green, blue with him. I hear it all the time until I want to pull out my hair or his. I shall talk to father about him. Tara just shakes her head. Svein is our steward. Shouldn't he help instead of make things more difficult? That order is clearly important. I don't understand why Svein isn't in here assisting her. And giving her cryptic clues, but th- try that and see if that makes any difference. Red, green, blue. And we take these books and read them. I don't understand. Tira throws that note down to on the table. Well, uh, uh, perhaps rage is not... Uh... <laughs> Tira goes into a rage. <laughs> what we're trying to do right now. Yeah. Um, the table with the wooden things yes. on the right. You go oh, over to take, can take a look at that. Go take a look at that. Ooh, and a map, too. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, yeah, the, the wall map. I'm sorry, I forgot about that. First, the map. The map is a hand-drawn affair and seems to be more focused on regional distribution rather than proper scale. The drawer was definitely interested in the natural resources of the area around Hartunstather, which is located in the middle, with an emphasis on growth area of trees. A note is pinned to the map, and around the edges are hand-drawn close-ups of trees showing the bark and leaf type of each kind in the area. What's the note saying? This is another one of Hild's notes. Um, she wrote in common? Yes. Yeah. I found another one of Hild's notes when she said all over everything she wasn't playing around. <laughs> Light, water, and fertilizer make sense to me. I think I agree with her when you're talking about growing a plant, but what do I do about music? The only thing I can think of is the music of nature, but I'm helpless with bird. I'm hopeless with birds. I know the type of tree, but if I can find the right bird, I may have something to work with. I see from the old text that we need music, but I must get it right. Maybe the books will show me the way. Find the right bird. Well, she said that these, these three books on the table over here were the most important. Maybe there's something in this sweet bird song book. But if she didn't find it, I don't know how I'm going to find it in just a few minutes. Tira starts rifling through the sweet bird song book. Also Whoa. under the map, there is a table. Laid out in a neat row is an assortment of what looks like hand-carved whistles. There are about 20 of them, and they are arranged neatly on a small table beneath the map. Burned onto the barrel of each is a word written in the same angular lettering you've already seen. Uh, this is not make. Can you read these? Obviously, you have a, a way of being able to read the, the writing of those locals, and we don't. Tira looks up from the book. What? What? What do you want me to look at? Take a look at these things. Walks over to the table. Can you read these f- flute things? You go down the line. 
You see names like Shrike, Owl, Loon, Wagtail, Sparrow, Bluethroat, Robin, Starling, Warbler, Nightingale, Pipit, and more. They seem to represent families of birds rather than distinct types. It's just the names of different birds. I'm assuming that each one of these flutes or whistles sounds like that family of birds. Maybe she's tried each of them in turn and none of them accomplished the goal that she was after. Maybe none of them was right. Is there a bucket or something? Like, is the basin connected there? Like, it doesn't have a drain, right? Uh, it is. There's a drain that goes into the wall. Oh, okay, okay. Um, to allow water yeah, to yeah, flow yeah. out. Okay, okay. There's the spigot coming in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But aside from the two cup measures, the three and the five. There's no other container I need? Oh, I can man, add. that old math problem. Correct. Oh, man. Hang on. There, oh, I remember doing that in school. And it's like, how do you get four exact four? I mean, cups? I know how to do it, but I need something to, like hold the water, the excess water, right? Because if you fill the five and you have the three, if you pour the five into the three until the three is full, discard that, you know you have two and five. So you put that off to the side. And if you fill up the five again and you pour it into three, you can uh -huh. discard the three. You have two there. You pour that other two in there and you got four cups of water. Yeah, you don't see any other containers in the room. So, so far you have looked, I think, fully at the central table and the posts. You've looked at each of the book tables. You've looked at the spigot. You've looked at the brazier. You've looked at the jar table. And you've looked at the whistle table and map. So you've yeah. looked at all the places in the room. Oh, okay. Now we just need to start putting together what we found out. <laughs> yeah, and talking to each other and yeah. trying to figure things out. The water is the third thing on our list. While the water spigot is frozen, it won't matter to us just yet. I don't yeah. know that it's going to get worse than frozen. What about fertilizer? Uh, well, I'm sure we'll get to the fertilizer. Uh, if nothing else, we'll squeeze you. <laughs> <laughs> squeeze. But light. It's nighttime. How are we supposed to get any light that is not already in here? Well, there's starlight, and starlight is just a reflection oh. of sunlight. The three, mirror, <laughs> the three mirrors should provide light. Um, but we can't move them. We don't know how to move them. That's not the same thing as we can't move them. Well, something, this is red, green, blue. Remember she was going on about how... Tira goes into a rage. <laughs> <laughs> Reading sword. That's her Black. second rage. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Hey. Persistent I've got five. rage. I've got, yeah, I, nothing took me out of the first <laughs> oh, one. That's right, that's right. Um, <laughs> She's just fuming around the room, <laughs> yeah, just slamming books down. This is what she means by yeah, persistent rage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so Tira is kind of going, she's going to kind of go around the room and grabbing all these different things. She In comes back to the middle. order, we have to solve first the mirrors. That's going to provide our light. The fertilizer would likely have to be done with all the chemicals over in the corner. Um, the... Water situation will be happen will have to be taken care of by either the brazier full of fire to warm it up enough to to get the ice off of it. That's only or I have energy beam. I could actually breathe fire <laughs> all over it too, and just and just destroy and shatter the whole thing. Yes, that will go super well. I'll just do it off to the side on the wall. From outside, you hear Hild shout, "Please don't damage my brazier." <laughs> 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 Or like this red glow behind us. <laughs> yeah, my, I'm like, <sighs> they're like, what are you, you doing? Walking out with the room collapsing behind you. <laughs> Kramer, what's going on in there? <laughs> and the music should be, would have to be the last thing we have to tackle. Mm -hmm. We know that the music is probably associated with some kind of bird, as the bird names are all over it. She was worried about a kind of bird. I don't know if she necessarily says that one of the birds is associated with, associated with one of the trees. In her note, she says, I can find, she says, I'm, I know the type of tree, but she says, if I can find the right bird, I may have something to work with. Well, did she write down the type of tree? Because that would be helpful for us. Is there anything on the map? She says she knows the type of tree. Is there anything on the map that would indicate she circled something or pointed at an arrow? The closest you can see is that around the edges are hand-drawn close-ups of trees showing the bark and leaf type of each kind in the area. And has one of them got like a big arrow pointing to it or a gold star on it or something? No. <sighs> but you can look at the tree in the middle of the room and then compare it to no, the drawings. that's true. Well, 
All right. Let's look. He said, you said it was feathery leaves. But you also said there was something white wrapped around around the top of it. Mm -hmm. Like worm silk? It looks like cocoons of some kind. All right. Um, Going back over to the map, I guess, and looking more closely at those. uh, Uh, Looking closely at the sketches around the edges, you see oak, you see fir tree, you see several, but the one that seems to look most closely like the tree in the middle of the room is ash. One of the books on the, one of the blue books has to do with migratory patterns. Okay, when she, when Tira notices that the the tree is most like an ash tree, mm-hmm. the memory stirs. Um, he told us about that, right? That his name was Ash. I don't know. Did you ever reveal that? I don't think so. I don't know if that was just a. I might have, but yeah. I don't. It was a long time ago. I feel ago, like yeah. that he did. I feel like we talked it could be. about it, but he thought it to you telepathically. He thought to me, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking the answer to you. Um, okay, well, maybe I need, maybe I need to not go that route. As Tira is walking around, she notices, okay, so it's like an ash tree. And she knows the tree. She knows that there's got to be one of these bird sounds. But listen, you three, there's got to be more to this, to solving this puzzle than the sum of the books and parchments collected here. If that was all it was, Hild could have done it. There's something about the group of us that we have that she doesn't, that is going to be a key element in this. What was the name of the red book on the table? Better Living Through Chemistry. <laughs> Drugs. Uh... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have mushrooms in my pack. Yeah, well, <laughs> you what was the green book? <laughs> the Of Leaf and Root. Is that the green ones? Mm-hmm. Of Leaf and Root, The Trees of Rindus. The Trees of Rindus. And what does that note say? Note one. I feel I'm so close to what I need, but I just can't make the final connections, and these books seem most relevant. So we're trying to figure out how these, the information in these, I... I... She said that she was close based on what she had. But she sent us in here to finish up, and we haven't been part of any of her research, so there's something about us that is a key element to make these connections. Okay, because here's, here's the thing that's, that's coming to mind for me personally. It's, okay... <laughs> Meta, I guess. I don't know. It's like an ash tree, and whether we know it or not, his na- his his actual name is Ash. That's not it. Has nothing to do with it. No. Okay. Well, then there goes. All- I- I'm like, you know, we have this stuff. I'm like, the whistle nectar that could make us whistle like birds. That, that would not be a bird that you would find in a book. You know, like it just feels like there's something about all of this that there is a there's a there's an X factor that we have to bring to it. Cause if it was just, a, if it was just the, Oh, read, read all these books and parchment and stuff. And she's been doing it for who knows how long years, apparently. And she can't figure it out. There's some kind of X factor that we bring to it. That We're smarter will make than the she connections. is. We're smarter than she is. And there's three yeah, of She's us. only 16 years old. I mean, I mean what does she know? She's a kid. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's inside the, um, brazier. It's a mixture of moss, twigs, and coals. So just, just something that burns. Yeah. Okay. What is, okay, what is the blue book that's on the, the center table? Sweet Bird Song. Sweet Bird Song. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The open green book on the table, uh, you see that it seems to be almost like a dictionary of tree types in the area. Well. What page is it on? It's open to, let's say, white poplar. Are there pic- drawn pictures next there to it? There are. Okay. Do you see anything there? You said that the tree on the, you said that the tree on the table Apparently, looks, looks, it looks like, like an ash. ash, based on what I saw on the map. Well, what what does the book say about the ash trees? That's not on that page. I guess I can get there. Mm-hmm. Let me turn to ash in the book. Okay, you flip way back to the beginning, and there is an entry for ash. Hmm. Look at that. <laughs> what do you know? All right. Well, here's what it has. To, here's what this book has to say about ash trees. The ash is known for its great strength. As such, we of Rindus have long used it for making weapons, tools, and furniture. It is tied closely to our roots, especially for we who live in the high spine. We honor it in our use, and we take only what we need. To disrespect the ash is to spit in the face of fate. So the word fate is being thrown around here like everything's named fate. It has to do with fate. Take great care when coppicing an ash that 
you not disturb the birds that roost and feed there. Instead, chant these time-honored words. Brother Finch, fly that you not fall with this tree. There are many more nests for you. I have need of this tree. They chant to their trees before they cut them down. Yeah, but he said finch. finch. Is there a finch whistle? I don't know. Let me look. There was a finch whistle. There's okay. one here. Stub my toe. Oh, finch whistle. <laughs> finch whistle. Cotton-headed ninny muggins. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the finch whistle. Well, then okay, maybe we... that's that's the maybe the bird thingy. That's closer than we were because we know a little bit more about which of the flutes may work well with the tree for the last step. It's a step. Is closer than we were. Bash takes the. Is that razor heavy? Uh, it is made of iron and it is quite solid. Very There's heavy. a book over here about handling fire. Before you drag the entirety of the brazier okay, over there, let me Agent say, K. Let me say. Let me say this. <laughs> it also seems to be bolted to the floor. Tear just goes there, and rips it out of the ground. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. We so, are on a clock, one, people. One, 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 one flew with the cuckoo's nest. She's going to be like the. <laughs> Our entire reputation with these people hinges on whether or not we can make this work. If we mess this up, there won't be a tree. Yeah. Um, where's the uh, Where's this book that says Handling Fire? It's over on the red shelf. It's about halfway okay. through. Can I grab you it? You can read, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's good. <laughs> I'm going to grab it and start <laughs> reading. Um, I need basically just to create it. Uh, what are some of the chemicals? Some of those chemicals probably burn. We're going to pause here. Oh, goodness. Outside the room, Sven has arrived long ago. He leans over to Hild and he says, It sounds awfully quiet in there. What do you think they're doing? Hild looks a little concerned. She's pressed her ear to the door and her eyes are glancing here and there as she strains to hear anything. I don't know. I hear bumping every now and then and some angry shouting, but I, I don't know what to make of it. Sven looks at her skeptically, side-eye, as if to say, I told you. And Hild tightens her jaw, and she stands up and she looks him in the eye. She says, Sven, I tell you, these are the ones. Give them more time. We're going to end this episode here, and we're going to roll into the second part of this challenge mm-hmm. in our next episode. So hang in there, stackers. We will continue this challenge room next time right here at Stack of Dice. story on don't change it up <laughs> let's get dangerous <laughs> uh let me get to the right give me some place. sugar baby yeah hello king baby that's right okay what's that that you guys have all clearly seen army of darkness oh, okay yeah i haven't uh, seen that it's really it's really silly and it's only worthwhile if you've seen evil dead 2 <laughs> right right but don't watch evil dead 1 just watch two and then Army of Darkness. And they're it's funny. Don't plan on watching either one, but thanks. <laughs> okay, well then there you go. <laughs>